Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Have you gotten something already? Come on, I said, have you gotten something already? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, just, just uh, yesterday, the Lord began to speak to me about having the Faith Refreshers Conference every year. Amen. So we're going to be having the meeting every year. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you learned something from what we talked about yesterday, you got something from it? Alright, let's pray. Let's get into the Word. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, yesterday we stopped at Isaiah chapter 55. Remember, we talked about law, the law of words, praise God, and how laws function. How laws function. And we said that laws are constant. Praise God. Laws are constant and they are universal. So, um, when you have a law or when you know a law, it can be operated. And we talked about the whole fly, if you need to fly somewhere, how precise the law can be. We talked about the law of gravity and all of that. And then we looked at the response of Jesus to the troubled sea in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 30. And then we looked at, sorry, Matthew 14 verse 30 was Peter's response. And Mark chapter 4 verse 35 to 41 was Peter's response to the sea. Now we're looking at the law of words. And then let's read Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11 again. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11. After this conference, make sure you get the messages. They are free. Okay? Download them when you get the link. And listen to it over and over again. Don't allow the word to drift. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11. Now, I gave you a test yesterday. I said, imagine if this were you. If... If you were the one speaking, we know it was God speaking about himself here, but if you were the one, he says, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire. And without succeeding, follow that, in the matter for which I sent it. So that means that when words are spoken, if they are designed to succeed in a matter. Are you following this? For instance, if I say, uh, Mr. Kalada, come. Right? I'm giving that example. What's going to happen? He is going to stand up. Okay? And come. Alright? Now, let me, let, me, let me give you an example now. Let's say... Uh, uh, I used Obina and John yesterday. So, um, Obina, stand up. Just, just stand up. Don't come. Stand up. 
Now, how did I carry him? Huh? You know it took a lot of power for him to stand up. How did that happen? By words. Because I've got authority as his pastor, he stood up. Praise God. Now sit, sit, sit back. Now imagine if I actually want, listen, follow this example very carefully. Now, uh, Mr. Kalada is, is the biggest guy here. Okay? So, Mr. Kalada, stand up. Alright? So, he's, he's standing up. How did he stand up? By words. Don't worry. You know I don't teach mysteries. So, don't, you can't get the answer wrong. I teach very simple. How did he stand up? Because I said, stand up. Alright? Now, sit, sit. Now, if I actually want him to be carried up. Right? Don't worry, we're not going to try that. So I don't have money for goods. Okay? Thank you, that's okay. If I say, Mr. Obina and Mr. John, try to carry Mr. Carada up. Do you know how much power and effort is going to take to actually lift him up? Just, just think about it in your head. Right? Now, imagine that much power and that much effort is the same power and effort that my words had on him when I said he should stand up. You know, people say, how did God create the word? He did it by words. Words have power. Are you hearing this? Words have power. So the Bible says that when words are spoken, it goes to succeed in a matter for which it is sent. You must endeavor that the matter for which you are sending your words are matters in, in such a way that when the words succeed, it will benefit you. It doesn't tell us the matter. Praise God. It, it doesn't tell us the matter. It just says it will do what? It will succeed in the matter for which I sent it. So you determine what that matter is. You choose the content and the power of your confession. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You know, for instance, you see something is going contrary. We talked about it yesterday. Pay attention. You see something is going contrary to what you're believing for. You don't explain the thing. You don't describe it. You don't talk about the contrary situation. What do you talk about? What you want. Hallelujah. You say what you want to see. We talked about that yesterday. Am I right? You say what you want to see. Praise God. Now, go to... Uh, let's, let's say this now. See, see this now, please. Fear and faith are expressed by words. Fear and faith are expressed by words. The words you speak will express fear or faith. Now, the thing is, fear is a spirit. And the, the spirit of fear is acted on by demons 
and Satan. Why faith is a spirit. The Bible says the spirit of faith. While the spirit of faith is acted on by ministering spirit or angels. So when words come out of your mouth, what happens is they'll either empower demons to get into action or they'll empower angels to get into action. Are you still here? These are very important principles. And please pay attention to what I'm teaching you tonight. I'm not just teaching you a formula for success. I'm actually teaching you how you're going to live the rest of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is not a formula. Then you now say, ah, I've been talking for two months. I've not seen anything. No, they say we should talk. I'm not talking. No, don't bother. If this is not something you are trying, the word of God has been tried already. Hallelujah. You know, I shared with you how uh, we started our life uh, in ministry. We didn't start with anything. We didn't start with any advantage. Praise God. But I got a hold of scripture and I told my wife. We kept confessing that our house would be filled with every good thing that we desire, which we did not buy. And we, 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 kept, that, we kept talking that scripture for years. We kept talking that scripture for years. When we came into Bonnie Island, we moved into our house here. We just had only two, two plastic chairs, white chairs. Yeah. But we kept speaking the word. It wasn't a trial. Praise God. We were not seeing if it will work. It, it has no option. It will work. And, and I remember one day, a dear sister just joined us in church. And then she was posted somewhere. And she just said, oh, I've been posted to this place, but I want you to come take the stuff in my house. We said, okay, not a problem. And we went into her house, and she had green on some things. Say, anything you see green, green on, those things are for you. I mean, we went in, and we had like two truckloads of stuff. Two truckloads of stuff. Somebody says, because you're a pastor. I know many pastors who don't have things. You are finding an excuse why the word is not working. Praise God. And we began, one day, the guy who rides my bike, who comes, comes on to, to pick us, is one of our guys on bike, I, I asked him, I said, do you have a television? He said, no. I said, okay, come out. Bless you, the Lord told me to give him one. So I gave him. Uh, the man was surprised. He said, but I'm not your church member. I said, no. That's not what the word says. You give as you are led by the Spirit. And I can't tell you till today, we've given out stuff. I mean, real stuff. And I can tell you, if you take everything, and I'll tell you this, if you take everything away from my house today, give me a matter of time, it will get filled up. It has come to the place where I don't pray about it anymore. I have developed a consistency in the realm of the Spirit that when there is an open space, angels get to fill it up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Same thing in divine health. I've not been terribly sick in about 20 years. If, I, if I'm sick, I know what the problem is. So I got into sin somewhere or overstressed. You know, these are things that maybe you just have to sleep or somewhere. But that I had to, they have to put drip on my body. They have to recommend, no, never. Till I die, it will never happen. 
Are you following this? And sometimes I can travel for two weeks and preaching every single day, moving from one place to another. You know, some of you believe sickness is normal. Say we are in the malaria season. That's your season, not mine. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, even in, even in Bonnie here, we have, we, you know, I have heard people say, Bonnie malaria does not respond to treatment. So, and it, they are in front of the chemist and they say that. I, I, mean, I know some of you have said that. I can see from your laughter, I know you have said that. Hmm? And you know, over time, we have said that in such a way that drugs that cure malaria elsewhere don't work here. Even the pharmacists tell you, just manage it. Bonnie malaria, no, they go. Just take it. We have agreed, they have agreed, the medical profession have agreed. Now, this is my question. How do you, how does a drug work somewhere else and it comes here and it doesn't work? Our words. Why is COVID killing many people? Many people expect to die. Ebola was more dangerous. Hmm? You know, people were said to die of COVID. I don't have, I don't have issues with conspiracy theories. That's not my business. I'm just telling you why, why people are dying. Huh? Praise God. People were dying and they said they died of COVID. And then the family will come and say, ah, it's not COVID. It's something else that killed the person. People just expect to die. So much fear in the atmosphere. We have pumped this thing up so much with fear, legislations, and all kinds of things that people are just dying. Listen, I'll tell you, there, there has been no year, I've not been alive for a very long time, but there has been no year I've seen so much deaths of people just going than in the last two years. There's so much death in the atmosphere, and you have to refute that. You have to refute that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying whether, I don't care, whatever it is. The scripture says, if they take any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. You say that all, your, all over your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You say that over your business. You don't allow somebody to sit behind the computer and pronounce words over your life and you accept it. People said, oh, this COVID period, ministry money is going to come down. I didn't, I didn't accept that. I never accepted that. Why will money come down? You see, some of us have already ex- accepted failure. And so we say it. So put up that scripture again. We're looking at that scripture. It says, So will my word be, which goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me empty. I want you to follow something. Words don't return empty. Words never return empty. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, in words are seeds. How many of you grew up in the village? You know, village life teaches you a lot of things. That township life won't teach you. Village life, remember how those places used to grind pepper? Those of you who have, how many of you know grinding stone? <laughs> ah, man. You know, so when you are grinding and grinding and grinding and you have washed all the grinding stone, right? Then, yeah, you just wash the grinding stone. You know, after a while, what will start growing in that place if you grind on one spot? After a while, what will grow? Pepper and all stuff will grow. Do you realize that you did not intentionally plant it? You did not intention. You did not say, "I want to plant pepper here." No, you did not. All you did was to wash your grinding stone. But in that grinding stone is the seed of pepper, and the seed have an instruction from God. 
Whenever you are planted in a soil, produce. Whether the person intends it or not, produce. Are you following this? You don't have to mean your words. Words already are instructed not to return empty. We'll read that scripture. That's why the Bible says that you will give an account for every idle word. When it says you give an account for every idle word, it's not that God will stand one day and say, Come, in 1952, December 2nd, 2 p.m., you said stupid. Come and give an account. Why did you say stupid? Even you would have remembered. I say, Ah, oh God, how can you remember all those things that I forgot to? But what it actually means is that every word you say that is unproductive, you give account for it in judgment because it actually manifests. Praise God. Are you following this? This should be a lifestyle. I'm not teaching you a formula. I'm teaching you the way to live. Certain things people say about you, refute it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Re- don't, don't, don't be, I don't know how they will feel. Refute it. I remember early days, well, I will, I will do it a bit differently now, but early days when we were starting up, you know, a guy came into my house, said something about my son. I told him, oh, don't say that again. He said it. I just walked him out of the house. I said, you can leave. The guy was surprised. Yeah, because you can't come in and say stuff that I don't want. You can't, it's my garden. You can't plant seed. Like I said, I would do it a bit differently now. But then, I was very radical with my confessions. And yes, it helped me. Don't even joke with failure. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How are you? Ah, the family is farming on us. How are you? Ah, we are just managing. What about how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> we're, we're growing. How are things? Oh, things are productive. But you don't look productive. No, I don't have to look productive to say things are productive. If I say things are productive, the look will, will catch up with the words. Your life will catch up with your confessions. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your life will do what? Your life will catch up with your declarations. You know, I always say every year when we stand here that this year is going to be our best year. We're going to have a great church on the island. Glory to God. You have your mouth, I have my mouth. I shall have what I say, you shall have what you say. You know, sometimes when we talk, it's like, ah, it's too big. No, we're not talking because of who we are. We're talking because of the word that God has given to us. Hallelujah. Are you still here? He says, so will my word be, which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, without accomplishing what I desire. So, it means that words come from a desire, out of the heart's. The mouth speak. Now the funny thing is people say things they really are not in control of because of what they have fed themselves. And we'll, we'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. Okay? If what you feed yourself for a long time is what will come out of your mouth. So, in the real sense, people try to watch their confession. But I tell you, see, if you watch your heart, your confession will take care of itself. If you watch the food you eat, your confession will do what? Will take care of itself. Are you still here now? 
That's why it's not every comedy you should watch. It's not every movie you should watch. It's not every thing they read you should you should uh, they, they they write you should read. It's not everything you should feed your heart with. Don't feed your heart with what you don't want. Glory to God. Now, then, let's go to another scripture. Go with me to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33. Matthew 12, 33. I'll show you something here. Make sure you, you're, you're here tomorrow. Finish up the meeting. And then get the messages and listen and listen and listen and feed yourself again. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33. If you are married, uh, hold yourself accountable to your words. I did that with Sister Mary early days when we got married. Uh, if I correct her, it was easy. If she corrects me, I'll try to find a way around it. You know, we men, we don't like to receive correction. When you say something, say, don't say that. Said, I did not mean it. It was because I wanted to joke with you. No, no, no. You, you know, don't joke. So. so it happened that way. Uh, if you have a friend, hold yourself accountable. When they say things you don't want to say, is that what the word says? Then correct yourself immediately. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Correct yourself immediately. Look at this. Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruits. Now, uh, when we talk about the law of confession or the law of words, you realize that motivational speakers have taken this. Oh, and motivational speakers will tell you to always say the right words, say positive words. You see, but the truth of the matter is that that's just based on human psychology. But confessing the word is backed up by God himself. Are you following this? When we confess the word, who gives the backing for that word to come to pass? God himself. God is behind his word. Like he talked about himself. God is behind his words. And as we go on, we realize that we don't just say what we want to say. We say what God has already said. So we've got to find out. God calls you blessed, not cursed. Hallelujah. Come and say after me, say in the name of Jesus. I am blessed. Oh, say one more time. Say in the name of Jesus. I am blessed. I'm not going to be blessed. I am blessed already. Do you believe that? Praise God. Look at this. You brood of vipers, how can you be evil? Speak what is good. That means your words will reveal your character. For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. So your mouth opens up based on what has filled your heart. So if you want your mouth to say good things, the first thing you have to do is get your heart filled up. Go to work in your heart. Praise God. Go to work in your heart. 
There are certain things I don't believe about myself. You know, I, I'm not saying anything, but you know, people get scared of our kind of stuff. Right? People just get scared of our stuff. People get afraid that they will be poisoned. Scripture says if you take any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. That should be your stronger. I mean, if you if you have people around you that wants to poison you too, you should also check yourself why they want to kill you. But don't live in fear. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't, I don't just expect some things to happen. That, oh, if I go to the village, I don't know what will happen to me. What will happen to me? I don't go to the village because I don't have time to go there. Like, there there's not a problem. You know, wouldn't you be embarrassed if you stand before God and they now ask you in heaven, why did you die? You now say somebody killed you. You will not be ashamed. You say, how did they kill you? You say, it's rice. <laughs> that they put something in the rice. I, I, I'm just thinking, how do you stand before God? Hmm? That they put something in rice. All what God has planned for you to do in this life, the anointing, the grace, the knowledge, the Holy Spirit, everything God has put in you is rice that killed you. He said, there are certain things that should not be mentioned amongst us. A viper, a venomous viper, fastened itself on Paul. And Paul, the people said, they thought he would fall and die. They watched for him, he didn't die. Scripture says, Paul shook it into the fire. He didn't even pray. And the people changed their mind and said, the gods are amongst us. That's viper, confirmed. Stung a man. You see, that should be your goal. The things you see in scripture should be where you should be aiming at. Not altars of my father's house. You know some of these things we pray. Huh? You know none of the apostles prayed them. Did you see where Peter prayed after the altar of his father's house? Some of these things that we have brought into the body of Christ is why believers cannot walk in dominion. Because we are where now God has to first of all teach us the basics of who we are in Christ. So we can't even talk about taking territories. We can't even talk about taking nations. Because we are still battling altars. We are still doing altar versus altar. You know, it's almost like a movie. You know, if you come to this church, September, October, November, December wouldn't make any meaning to you. Right? Because we don't even remember. <laughs> huh? But you know, when you go to some places, see, Ember Month, prayer, then you just become conscious. This is the month people die. And that's why a lot of people die this period. We are actually the ones that kill people. It's not the devil. So when somebody's traveling this month, hey, let me not die. You. I will return in peace, not in pieces. I will return in peace, not in pieces. I will mean, start praying all kinds of stupid prayers. Why would you even think of having an accident? Why would you think that way? Huh? You're traveling. You're already thinking. Oh, Father, they will not see me. They will not see me. <laughs> 
That's your mind. See, you know what's happening? Your heart is filled with fear. Hallelujah. Your heart is filled with fear. There are certain things that are impossible. They don't come near you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at what it says. It says, For whatever is in your heart determines what you would say. For the mouth speaks out of that which fills your heart. The good man brings out of his good treasure. So your heart is a treasure box. What is good? And the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. But I tell you that every callous word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. The word callous is the Greek word egos. It means uh, unfruitful word. Empty word. Unprofitable word. Don't speak callous words about your life. Don't be callous. Hallelujah. Mothers, especially when you are angry, don't be callous. You will not kill me. You will not kill me. You are like your father's people. Nothing in your eye. You know, when you are angry, we just say things. And then the father now heard you say, it's like his father's people. Then from the room, you say, you are like your mother's people. You people, anytime you go, and then, and then you guys take like 20 minutes of curse session on the child. Just speak words. Goat. Goat. And then you know, life is a law. If the child is a goat, it's very simple. You will need a male goat and a female goat to be able to give birth to, to a goat. It's simple. It's not, it's not me. I'm not saying anything. I'm just telling you how life works. So if you keep calling the child a goat, we can trace the parents and we understand where you guys came from. There are things you shouldn't say. You are angry, but don't say them. Because what's not spoken cannot produce. Fear is in your heart. Don't say it. (laughs) I hear what I'm saying. Things that, no. Words in your heart don't come to pass until they are spoken. When they are spoken, then they are planted. Are you following this now? Come on, are you with me? Even in the midst of fear, speak faith. I'm an overcomer. I shall not die. I'll get healed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you should meditate on the word every day so you should have what to say every day. If not, you realize that in an accident you are calling your grandfather's name. Who came? Who came? Who came? It's your father. I mean, you already said that you are going to meet the man. Before you remember Jesus, you have called who came like seven times and then you just realize that you are dead. That was in your heart. Why do people dream that they are pursuing them? Things they have heard. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your dreams constitute what you filled your heart with. That's why you should be careful of the movies you watch. Hmm? Be careful of the movies you watch. Be careful of what you do before you go to bed. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in worship. 
You realize that if you're listening to a message and you fall asleep, somehow, somewhere, it will be like you are in the church service and you are hearing a message. Your spirit does not sleep. So, let me tell you something. Even when you watch off the television, your spirit will keep writing the script of that movie. Yeah, that's the truth. You watch a movie just before you go to bed and you go to sleep. Huh? You discover that you, are now the, you, have, you have now gone to the village to meet the girl. So you are now discussing with the girl why they didn't marry. And you just, your spirit all through the night will write the script. You wake up tired because you walked all through the night. 12 hours of acting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why I say that when you quarrel before you go to bed, huh? Ah, I'm telling you, your spirit will be restless. You see, your spirit never sleeps. That's why the scripture says that the Lord blesses his beloved even in their sleep. You must make sure that you program your spirit in such a way that even in your sleep, you're open to the favor of God. You're open to the blessing of God. Glory to God. You're open to victory. Hallelujah. Says, I don't understand my dream. Change what you feed yourself with. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, a woman came to me the other day. She said, oh, uh, long time ago. She says, oh, she's always eating in the dream. Who always eating? She does not understand. Though. I said, no problem. So I sent someone to buy water. So I gave her water. She thought I wanted to pray on the water. So she said, oh, you have not prayed. I said, no. When people finish eating, they drink water and then they go home. <laughs> that was her deliverance. You can eat in the dream for many reasons. You didn't eat well at, in the night. It's only in the dream you can find good food. <laughs> I realize that you can't buy chicken uh, in real life. Why would you not be eating chicken in the dream? Until later you now discover you can buy chicken. See, they're always giving me food. They're always giving me food. Hey, don't eat now. They're giving you, you're eating. You stop eating. You have your mouth. You have your hand. <laughs> it's not a prayer point. Yeah, they're always giving me rice. They're always giving me rice. If you're tired of rice, tell them to change it. Next time they bring rice, tell them, sorry, oh, in my dream, people are always giving me rice, so give me beans and plantain. You know? And then people say, well, every time I finish eating in the dream, then something bad happens. You know what you do? When you close today, before you sleep, just tell yourself, in Jesus' name, every time I finish eating in the dream, something good will happen to me. You see that they'll stop giving you food. Yeah, it's very simple. Like, uh, me, every time I eat, every time I eat in the dream, something good happens. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why must something bad happen to you? It's your dream. It's your food. It's your spirit. It's your bed. Why? They are always pursuing me in my dream. They are always pursuing my dream. Don't be running. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Turn back and chase them. Why are you running? Glory to God. You see, by your words, you can alter your dreams. By your words, you can alter your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you get up, don't even say, I bind you, Jesus. Don't be good. Don't. You know, sometimes the way you pray about certain things, you make them more serious than they are. When you get up, say, no, I'm not having this dream anymore. In Jesus' name, this is how my dream is going to be. And that's it. You have said it. You've spoken about it. You see, we are not victims. We are victors. Come on, somebody say, we are victors. Look at this. It says, verse 37, For by your words, For by your words, You will be justified. And by your words, You will be condemned. I want us to pay attention here. 
well, let's look at these words, right? The word justified and the word condemned. How do they put it in, in, in English now? These are words that are associated with a particular field of study. For instance, if I say, uh, if I say, meters, velocity, uh, what again? You made science word. What was that? Gravity, what? What? Acceleration. Those words are associated with what? Physics, science. Okay. If I say, uh, manure, sickle, uh, fertilizer, they are associated with what? Agriculture. Okay. If I say, say what? <laughs> what do you say? If I say what? I didn't hear you. Okay, if I say hat, tie, shoes, associated with what? Fashion. Okay. Huh? Associated with what? Fashion. Okay. Okay, okay. If I say, <laughs> okay, okay. If I say floor, ice, sugar, associated with what? Baking. If I say justified, condemned. Is associated with what? These are legal terms. These are legal terms. So this is serious. The Lord says, by your word, you are justified. The word justified does not only mean having a right standing with God. The word justified means that you are set free. And the word condemned means that you are in bondage. So the Bible says, you are not permitted to be free if your words put you in bondage. These are legal terms. That's why it's not the way they arrest in this country. You no, know, if they arrest you in this country, they will kill you. They will, you know, the police will go and brush you. Before you say, sir, it's not me. Sir, it's not me. Say, you know, you're already in the back of... You know, in a... In a... In a civil... I want to say normal. <laughs> in a civil society, if a police comes to arrest you, right, they will read your rights to you. One of the words, listen very carefully, one of the words they always tell you is, whatever you say, that you have the right to remain silent. You know, when you, when you, you know, they arrest the guy, don't tell him anything. No, those are, you know, that's what has brought us here. They are put them there, which, you, know, you know, that's what has brought us here. But I'll read that for you. And they tell you, you have a right, see, at the point of arrest, they'll tell you, you have a right to remain silent. For whatever you say can or may be used against you in the court of law. Which means that when a police uh, officer initiates an arrest and your warrant of arrest has been issued. That means you've been, uh, you, the, the authorities have given the, them the authority, the legal authorities, these are legal things now, to arrest you. They have to read that right to you. Because anything you say at that moment becomes something that can be recorded in the law courts that can either justify you or condemn you. That means from the moment you're arrested, every word counts. That's why uh, a criminal, criminals are always taught not to speak until the lawyer is present. And I'll, I'll teach you about this tomorrow. How Jesus is our advocate. How when we speak words, 
we give Jesus something to work with. You see, your lawyer is disempowered if you keep saying you are guilty. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, pay attention, don't miss this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, you can commit the crime and your lawyer says not guilty. Say, but my conscience is telling me guilty. You will go to jail. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, in life, say what your lawyer says. You are weak. Your lawyer says, say you are strong. Don't say, I am weak. Your lawyer can't help you if you say your mind. Somebody didn't get that. You see, your lawyer cannot help you if you say your mind. That's why before any criminal goes to court, the lawyer spends session with them. When they ask you this, say this. He said, I'm a big boy. I know what I will say. You will die. <laughs> you don't know what you will say. Because your words are going to condemn you. Or your words are going to justify you. You feel sick, but your lawyer says, say I'm healed. You feel broke, but your lawyer says, say I'm rich. You are weak, but your lawyer says, say I'm strong. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You are redeemed of the Lord. There are things you need to say. Say what your lawyer says. Stop talking your feelings. That's why you're condemned. See, you can commit a crime hmm, and go to court and be free. It's not the committing of the crime that sends men to, to judgment. It's the interpretation of the law. That's why your good intention, you can still have good intention and fail in life if your confession is wrong. It's not your good intention that makes you succeed. It's not being a good man that will make you rich. It is saying what God says. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, I just like to talk my mind. Keep talking your mind. And be putting yourself in more jail. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, by your words. By your words. You are justified. How did you become righteous? How did you become saved? As powerful as salvation is, God reduced it to words. You went to church and said, Lord, I accept your sacrifice on my behalf. I make you, Jesus, Lord of my life. I confess my sins. And I decree that I am righteous. Listen, that simple act of opening your mouth and accepting Jesus, God now says, you are my son. Words are not cheap. That's why I see salvation is not complete without confession of the Lordship of Jesus. You have to say it. Don't say, I'm a Christian in my mind. Your name is not in the book of life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But I want to tell you, as powerful as salvation is, God reduced it to the fact that if a man says, Lord Jesus, I accept you, and he speaks it, heaven records it that this is the Son of God. As bad as your sin is, the Lord says, if you open your mouth and you confess it, he is faithful. Hold on. Faithful is his character. Just is the legal aspect of why God can forgive you. God is not just faithful to forgive you. He is faithful and also just to forgive you. Because the blood of Jesus has paid the legal rights for you to be righteous. So forgiveness of sin is not just the nature of God. It is what God had to establish legally by paying the price of sin on the cross. These are legal matters. That is why Satan is called in the book of Revelation, the accuser of the brethren. We're going somewhere here. 
What does it mean when the Bible says Satan is the accuser of the brethren? That means that when Satan stands before the Lord, what Satan does, Revelation 12, 2, is not emotional. The word accuser or accusation, which field of study will he fall into? Legal. Because hmm? you have the accuser and then the defendant. So in life, Satan is the accuser. Jesus is the advocate. You are the, the guy. Are you hear what I'm saying? When Satan comes against you, he's not coming against you with feelings. He's coming against you with words. So he takes your words and says, See God, this is what this guy says all the time. And Jesus says, For me to help you, say what is in the Constitution. The word. So, you are weak. And you keep saying, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak. Now God wants to minister strength to you. Jesus comes and says, and Satan comes and says, this guy can't get strength. This is what he's saying. It will be illegal to give him something he's not asking for. It will be illegal to give him something he's not confessing. The reason being that, by his words, he's condemned. So, it's not only God watching over your words. Satan is watching over your words to see if he can have something to accuse you with. This thing is serious. Listen, I, I challenge you. If you can change the way you talk, you'll change your life. Even in the midst of defeat, speak victory. In the midst of sickness, speak health. You can cure depression by speaking. Hmm? I'm going to continue here tomorrow. Right? You can cure depression by speaking. You feel, you feel phony. You are not feeling happy. Open your mouth and say, ah, ah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Ha, 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 ha. I rejoice. God is good. You will not be able to feel depressed anymore. You know, thoughts are not stopped by thoughts. Thoughts are stopped by words. Let me give you an example. Everybody. I want everybody to practice this. Everybody. I want you to count from 1 to 10 in your mind. Just count from 1 to 10. So, 1, 2, 3, go. Just count from 1 to 10 in your mind. Okay, what's your name? Say it loud and clear. What's your name, everybody? Alright, what happened to the thoughts? What happened to what you were counting? It stopped. How do you stop a thought? You say something. You don't stop depression by thinking of the goodness of God. No, thoughts don't stop thoughts. Words stop thoughts. So, if you are feeling a certain way, open your mouth and speak, that thought will stop. But you know, when you are feeling depressed, you start thinking, you start thinking, you're not off the light. Eh? You're not carry <laughs> duvet. You're not lie down. You're not coy. Then you're not, you're not playing, say, let me just play one of those old music. You're not going to look for one ancient, ancient country music that the guy's girlfriend left him just singing he's a lonely world my girl left me he's a lonely world my girl left me I said mm. we don't get money not the get girl and you're, you're not going to come out of that are you hearing what I'm saying you're not going to, and then you not press repeats and then you say it go better it go better God no go you will, you will die there are you hearing what I'm saying? 
When you have all of those thoughts in your mind, turn on the lights. Put on Nathaniel Bassi. He's the champion of my destiny. God's got a great plan for me. The future is bright. I'm blessed of the Lord. As long as I have breath, the good things of life are coming. The devil will run. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why will you collaborate with the devil to destroy your life? You're giving him words to condemn you with. My marriage is fruitful. We will live long. Hallelujah. My children will live long. I will be blessed. Our church will be a great church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Learn to be a talker. Speak God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Our time is gone. Let me, let me see this. Maybe I'll close here and then wake up from here tomorrow. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Are you blessed? So Satan is called the accuser of the brethren Whatever you say will be used against you in the law courts Some translation says you are trapped by the words of your mouth Okay Let me stop here because of time Let me not go into another thought But look at this Your words justify you hmm? You can't get a job in this country if you don't know anybody Is that justification or condemnation? Condemnation Say somebody, it is true. It's not true. It's a fact, but it's not the truth. The truth says there's a God that leads men. <laughs> My brother works with NTA Yenagua. He got the job not knowing anybody. Because there's nobody my father will go and now call that I know you. My father who doesn't go at that time. So now follow you everywhere. My father has always never followed us anywhere. When we gained admission, when I gained admission, I was like, oh, people's parents are going with them. Said, I went with you to primary school. I went with you to secondary school. I should go with you to university. He said, go there and ask questions. <laughs> I went to school myself. <laughs> and I saw some people wondering, their father was following there with five. <laughs> they say, yeah. say, mommy, should I say, is this I say. We were just there with five. We entered the wrong office. He said, uh, which department are you so just? He said, oh, no, this is biochemistry. He said, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it will take you like two days to first of all find where to submit fire. Are you hearing this? What you believe is what will happen. If you believe that you can't be helped until you know someone, your life is going to be there. But if you believe that there's a helper on the Holy Ghost... He's on the inside of you. He lives big on the inside of you. That God is causing men. You don't... See, I'd rather put it this way. People say, you can't get anything in this life except you know somebody. I put it this way. I get things in this life because God has placed men to favor me. That's the way I think. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, the Lord has placed men to favor me. The Lord has placed men to help me. The Lord has placed men to support me. The Lord has, And it's always happened to me. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Why don't you think that people would not like you? The glory of God is on your life. Don't say, people are not buying my goods. Don't say, people are buying. People like what I sell. God has opened doors for me. Don't condemn your words. Don't condemn yourself. Anytime you speak from today, ask yourself, is that condemnation or justification? Hmm? By your words. You'll be justified. Hallelujah. Let's be on our faith. Glory to God. We'll continue tomorrow. We've got one service. So come early, 8 o'clock. We're going to teach.
until we're done. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whatever your need is, whatever you're trusting God for in this faith conference, this is what I want you to do. Go back home with them and call them done. Call them done. Hallelujah. Call them done. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, we praise your holy name. Let's lift our hands and just thank the Lord for a moment. Oh, we give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. Oh, it's done. Jobs are released. The favor of God is released. The blessing of God is released. Health is released. Visas released. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's lift our hands and just thank the Lord for a moment. Oh, we worship your name, O oh God. We praise your holy name. We thank your name, O oh God. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah. There's no I come to you, Jesus. We praise your name. Oh, glory to your name forever. Thank you, Lord. I call everyone in this house blessed. I call everyone in this house prosperous. Listen to me. The spirit of increase is coming upon us as a church. And you are going to experience supernatural increase. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.